From the Live X Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm joining you live from the podcast studio here in New York City. Corey joins us across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What's on tap today, Corey? Today, we try to get over the fourth quarter collapse in Atlanta and look ahead to the home opener against the Saints this Sunday. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got Jaden Reed. We got the bad. We got A.J. Dillon, bumbling, stumbling, mumbling, fumbling. We got the ugly. We got run defense. You know how they have to make, like, this little lower third for the good, bad, and the ugly every week? You know, our our good, intrepid producers there at Live X in Green Bay. I think they could just, if they wanted to, you know, they could just permanently put run defense and that ugly plaque and just leave it there. Probably no, every on. week for the rest of the season is my guess. I'm just guessing nah, here, but that's we're gonna get that's better. my guess. We're gonna get okay. Better. I like how you think. We're gonna get better. How you doing, Banky? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, besides the Packers losing, but I'm excited about the home opener. I'm I'm already into the Saints game, yes, sir. So, uh, yes, I'm sir. About that. Um, and also, I took my about. socks off in the sunroom, and that it, and because the air conditioning's blowing on my feet, it's so much better. Right. But now I realize Not I need better. to. Uh, I got some humidity on my glasses, so I got to <laughs> fix it. Corey literally arrived like five minutes ago, so oh, yeah. we'll, we'll now, get him situated here. And... Don't lie, it was ten. Ten minutes? Ten minutes yeah. ago. We got a crack squad here. We're already, we're already, we're already, we're cooking with gas. This is. We are uh... definitely cooking. Speaking of cooking, you know what happens when you cook? Things get hot. And what we like to do here every week before we do anything else, let's talk about the hotness. Let's get to it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and trust me, there were plenty of things you choose from this week when it comes to the hotness, but I I think this is maybe not an obvious one. I think people won't be surprised with it, but man, it's so good. Can we roll this? Look at Dontavian Wicks at the top of this route. He comes off the line screen. Look at him give the shake. Oh, you think I'm going out. I'm going in, and then I'm going to break this tackle, and then I'm going to run into this end zone and end racism. Or, I'm sorry, that's what it says at the top of it there. But look at that shake. The way he absolutely bakes that guy at the top of the route. Love it. Absolutely love it. That is your hotness for week two because, damn, that was hot. I love me some Wicks, by the way. Ontavian Wicks is a player. Wicks. Like, we got Jaden Reed in the good because he was in the end yep. zone twice. But, man, yep. Wicks is no joke. That kid can play. And it's clear they love him. It's like it doesn't matter how how much he misses practice or misses time with injuries. Like the moment he's back, they've got him out there with the first unit, and he's like catching balls and being a pretty significant part of the offense. So I love this kid. I think we're going to see a lot more from him and about him in these weeks to come. Yeah, it's clear that Corey, it's time for some uh, relationship with him. 
Oh, yes. Like, it's very clear that he's not afraid to throw to him in any situation. Nope. But that that well, ball Jordan, in particular. Jordan said that in his press that. conference that I thought was pretty interesting, and he believes it. Where, you know, Aaron used to say that, but in the later part, I don't think that he really believed it as much. But he did. He did right. that his whole career. Favre did that his whole career, right? I don't care who you are. Are you green mm-hmm. and gold? I'm going to throw to you. I don't give a shit. Crap. Sorry. Uh, right. I have to get better at that because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be on a kids-friendly show on Friday, so i got to get better at my language, Nagler. You're not helping me. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's my job. Oh, I see. I got it. All right. Yeah, but he did say that, like, you know, he'll throw to anybody, and it's very, it was very obvious uh, on Sunday. We kind of take no that doubt. for granted uh, that, you know, he's he's done a really good throw job. Throw to the open of, dude, uh, man. Yep. There's 100% open. is what you want your guy to do, and that he has been doing it. Um, let's get to some Packers news. And right off the bat, people, this is a very important update. If you are planning on going to the home opener, oh, yeah. as many people undoubtedly watching listening are if you are going to the home opener or any game at lambeau field this year update your packers app they have changed their integration with Ticketmaster. yes yeah. there are other ways that you can add apple wallet and all that stuff but update your packers app i cannot stress this enough trying to avoid those long ass lines that we've seen in the past where things yeah. mess up and people don't get the update and blah 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 update your packers app if you're going to the game it's like, true i, I did it. i saw you tell you i saw your tweet it, and i literally went to my packers app and the thing is it's not about your you, it's not just updating it what it is is mm-hmm. you have to put your Ticketmaster login into the packers app and that your phone isn't going to know automatically so i got to go into my google passwords i got to go and get the password for ticket it's like the connection and i could see myself like i literally watch myself being like oh i'm going to go over to lambo oh now i got to spend 15 minutes to try to figure this out it's like Doing just this. get it done yep. just get it done get it done now people do it get out ahead of it um someone who didn't get out ahead of it uh <laughs> as far as the uh chatter around his absence on Sunday is David Bakhtiari, uh, who we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about him later in the program, but uh, kind of big news, I would say. David Bakhtiari is expected to miss another game. Uh, check out uh, our, our uh, burgeoning reporter here. Nicole, if we could throw up the uh, graphic. There we go. We got MJ Hurley out there saying sources. He's got sources, people, telling him that uh, David Bakhtiari going to miss another game. Now, look, I understand that MJ hasn't broken a ton of big news, but it's a pretty big, pretty big news item that MJ's putting out there. And uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, like I said, I've met MJ. I think he's legit. So it sure sounds like David Bakhtiari won't be playing yet again. And I know Bakhtiari was uh, available to the media today and spoke with for about 20 minutes with reporters. And, you know, here, Corey, I don't know if, if you know, I know you're going to be shocked, but he didn't miss the game in Atlanta. Because he was protesting turf. I know. Mm. I, I know. It's unbelievable given that everyone on Twitter had already condemned him for such an action. But lo and behold, that was not the case. I know. I'm I'm shocked, Corey. I'm absolutely shocked. I'm floored. I can't yeah, that was so stupid. I can't believe that was even a thing. It's just like classic. I can because it's the internet. It's just classic conflation, you know. It's like, oh, he said this and he said this, so I'm going to put them together and that's going to make two. That's obviously it is, the thing. And then there it is the thing about his brother's interesting, tweet. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brother's tweet thing like drove me insane because it's like, what does that even mean? Like, it made no sense. I didn't know what it meant. That's, yeah, I, I had no idea. 
I know his brother. Nobody did. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, I was going to do yeah. his brother, but I was like, eh. you know, the the thing the thing that really sucks right now with the whole David Bakhtiari situation is a lot of things. Um, and none of them have to do with David Bakhtiari. However, and, and what I want to say here is like he is not at fault for any of these things. It's not that he hasn't worked hard. At the, I think I think the frustration and you're starting to see the cracks and not with the casuals, but with a lot of diehards, including reporters, you're starting to see the cracks of like, you know, is this is this where we want to be? Like, why why don't we have a why haven't we done a bet for 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 arguably besides cornerback and quarterback, the left tackle position is you know to protect your quarterback is one of the most position uh, most important positions in football. Uh, you know, Chad Clifton. Uh, for those of you that are old enough to remember classically uh, was one of our, you know, one, one of the reasons why, like we, we've learned how important this position is. Right. And the right. fact that we don't have a world star backup for this position right now is, is a little bit, is a little bit confusing to a lot of fans. I think. I mean, yes and no, they've done a really good job of cultivating talent, bringing talent along, but it's not like you can have an all pro at left every tackle? position. At left tackle. No, I mean, you've got, two guys in Zach Tom and Rashid Walker who can play the position. We've seen Yash Naiman play the position. He started lots of games at left tackle, but no one's David Bakhtiari. You know, that's the thing. And David talked about it at his locker today. The quotes I saw where he's saying, like, people are asking, he was asked point blank, have you considered retiring? Because this is frustrating. And, yeah, there's no doubt when he's not out on the field, the offensive line takes a major blow. It's a major hit. There's zero doubt about it. But you see how good he is when he's out there. He is still playing at an all-pro level. Oh, so yeah. for David, he is like, why would I retire when I'm still awesome? And I get that. I understand that. Some of the frustrations on the public side, I think, is just a lack of information, right? No, Everybody wants all the information right away. When it's like, just wait until he speaks, which he did today. In the short the information, term. In the short term. And then that term. can help you alleviate some of that frustration rather yes. than jumping to conclusions and being in the all short upset term. about it in the short term. But there's a bigger issue that I'm going to, and I, and I love David Bakhtiari and I think he brings an enormous value to our team. Um, I, I don't know how to say this, but there's a business decision that I feel like isn't being made by the Packers. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to wait for this guy that historically in the last two and a half years now is only going to be in eight games or whatever it is. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. Set, like let's just realistically right 34 games plus we're about to play three games that's 37 games how many has he played for us right and the fact and and not and this is has nothing to do with uh, I, I still think we should wait for the guy but to you made my point for me you know Zach mm-hmm. Tom has proven that he is a competent right tackle right left tackle mm-hmm. is a whole nother freaking level of the universe in the NFL Right, that it is the corner linchpin, weak side protection for your quarterback. Right, almost most people would argue more important than center, although I would not. But 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 again, like it is the number one position. So to have a guy who is quote unquote has this injury for the last now three years, right? We all, we should have won two playoff games having him in those games. So I I can count. That's at least three years. Might even be four. And we don't have a competent backup for his position. I think it's those two things, like not having guy in the game. So how long do you wait for him? 
right? And I'm not saying we shouldn't wait for him, right? I'm not, I'm not making a decision here. It's just it really feels like we're in a holding pattern and we're being held hostage, not by David, but, but by, by this, and we're not doing anything to get ourselves out of the hostage situation. That, that, as a fan, I see long-term that's how it feels. Well, here's my. I'm not saying I'm I feel that say. way, by the way. I'm just doing no, a I counterpoint know, there. That's all I'm doing. I know, and because a guy thing, can't help, right. he's injured, right? And and like I never exactly. like to hate on a guy because he's injured, and that's not what I'm trying to do here at all. No, I hear you, and you're right. It is. It, here's the problem, right? They found a way of working towards the end of last season that enabled them to get him on the field with regularity, outside of a crazy appendectomy that came up out of nowhere. But that has yep. nothing to do with his knee. You know, but they found a way of getting him out on the field every Sunday, knee intact enough where he could play and play at an insanely high level. So this offseason comes along and they think, and he thinks, okay, we found a way of working. We know this works, or at least they thought it did. They pay him the $15 million bonus this offseason, which people, I guess, kind of tend to forget about when they talk about cutting him or whatever. But yeah. so they pay him the bonus and they're like, we know our way forward here, right? And seemingly throughout the summer, this has worked pretty well. They get to week one. He hasn't practiced at all. Fresh as a daisy. Gets out there for Chicago. And obviously something in the game or some reaction to playing through an entire game of football, possibly after such a long layoff. Who knows? That's the reaction that his knee has had. There's swelling. There's something wrong with it. And now he's dealing with it all over again. And yes, is it frustrating? No question about it. But given the information that the Packers had last year when they finally got him back, finally got him on the field, finally saw him looking like his old self, I understand why they went the route they went and didn't try to get rid of the guy. You know what I mean? Now, to your point, do they have to develop somebody at left tackle? Yeah, post-haste. And maybe it is Rashid Walker eventually. Who knows? David Bakhtiari wasn't David Bakhtiari's first at start in the NFL. Nope, nope. You know what I mean? I mean, Rasheed Walker is coming off a game where he's on the road, hostile environment, loud as hell, fast track, having to look inside on third and long. Guys are able to tee off, et cetera, right? Let's see how he handles Lambeau. Friendly confines, two games in a row here. Who knows? Maybe David's back for the Lions game. I don't know. But it's like I get the frustrations, but I also understand why the Packers have operated the way they have with David Bakhtiari. That's yes, I, I understand what you just said, and I think that, I think what's missing, though, from Brian's strategy for some reason, okay, right. is that, you know, objectively, and I know I'm not the person to necessarily look at the Packers objectively, but I try, objectively mm. looking at our playoff losses, um, those were driven in large part, in my opinion, by the offense's lack of production and or the offensive line, namely the left side, not really being mm -hmm. able to do the things that Matt and Aaron wanted to accomplish. Okay? Yeah. So given, if, if you believe that, right, I, I believe that, mm -hmm. given those, and we're talking about not just last year, right, we're talking about now two years, we're into year three, right? And given mm -hmm. that, I feel like Brian has neglected the line somewhat. Now, our line is better than a lot of lines in the NFL currently today. So I'm saying that with a grain of salt. But I do feel like, mm -hmm. you know, not – and this is a feeling – but not extending Corey Lindsley, saying we can't afford him, right? And that's a little bit you know, petty on me. But also not being <laughs> able to do that, not prioritizing. Right. To me, it's a priority thing, right? Is, is, 
should left tackle be a journeyman you train, or should you really focus on that position because that's a really important position out of all of them that you probably shouldn't rotate around, right? I get it. I like, mean, they've you know, Bakhtiari was a guard for a while line. too. By the way, wasn't he? Wasn't he like left guard? For no, 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 never, never, no, never. You're thinking of Mike Wall and TJ Lang, who oh, okay, who yeah, yeah, around, yeah. But, I, sorry, but I was remembering Bakhtiari somebody was a guard did. before. He was always a tackle. tackle. But here's the thing, like they have done more as far as like resources generally and growing their offensive line and finding guys who they can develop. And to your point, I get it. Yes, you didn't have guys to step in and play it at an insanely high all pro level in those playoff games. It sucks. Hell, they threw Billy Turner out there with an injured knee at left tackle in one of those games. You know, I understand the frustrations. I think Brian has done a better job everywhere along the offensive line than most general managers in the NFL. Now, I agree has he that. found the heir apparent? Has he found somebody who can play and, and could step in and play at Dave's level? No, of course not. Like, that's a pretty tall task. But uh, never forget, remember, he tried to – He, I'll never forget the week of the, the Buccaneers game in the playoffs. He literally tried to sign – what's his name? Off The Colts had lost – and then he tried to sign who had been with the Packers before at tackle and a cam. His name is escaping me right now. He had retired from the Patriots and then came in, played a couple games, blah, 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 at the end of the year. And then he tried to sign him, and then he literally got COVID that week that he was signed and was unavailable. You know, it's like it's not like Brian hasn't tried or made every single possible move to try and win a championship, especially shoring up an offensive line that, yes, came up short in those situations against the best defensive fronts in the game in these playoff games yeah no doubt but it's like i just this that thing that i've heard you're not the first to say these things it's like that frustrates me when i don't think people understand like you can't have it's not the 90s you can't have guys on the bench who are ready to take over and i understand dave's thing has gone on for a very long time i think most people would say so go sign someone right we know that's not how the packers operate they've always grown they've always drafted and developed And that's they've done a pretty damn good job of that. And again, let's let Rashid Walker play a few more games before we say, like, oh, this is just a horrible replacement, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I for sure. I just, yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you said. Uh, I know we're on, we're usually on the same page. The other uh, bits of news here, the a positive note, a very positive note. Christian Watson was back at practice today, Corey. Oh, there we my go, Lord. baby. Like there it. we go. Now, like I'll be it. in a limited capacity, like but Christian Watson was running around. He's got a black sleeve on the old uh, leg there, but he is at practice. And then a final bit of news, uh, Aaron Jones uh, missed practice again today. Mm. We'll just skip right over that. We're not going to worry about it. I mean, there was something you said in Patreon happy hour that I feel like I wasn't really thinking about of like why they didn't use Wilson as much. And it has to do with Mm -hmm. pass blocking that I thought was very appropriate. A lot of people give A.J. Dillon a hard time, but if you, uh, you know, this last game especially. But, you know, that first touchdown Jordan Love had in the NFL, well, not in the NFL, but this season, um, you know, was that amazing pass block by A.J. Dillon. He just shut down a blitz. Um, And... You know, I wonder if the last two weeks with the Aaron Jones injury, the Packers aren't really trying to coach Emmanuel Wilson up uh, on the pass blocking side so that he can be more utilized in the game. There was something you said in Patreon Happy Hour yesterday where you were talking about Mm -hmm. the reason that you felt like they used Patrick Taylor more was because 
uh, the coaches and Jordan and the, the line could trust him to pass block, which if you are trying to do a five-step drop or anything, you know, where you need a little right. time to develop, you really need to be able to trust the running back on those on those blitz pickups. Um, and so my hope is Emmanuel Wilson can be that guy and kind of hopefully kind of develop a, a pass blocking, uh, better pass blocking techniques so we can get him in the game. Because I do think that guy looking at him in preseason could be a difference He's maker. Explosive uh, as hell. Aaron yeah. Jones out, yeah. It was interesting, too, because he got a handful of carries, right, in that game in yeah. Atlanta. And it's funny. It's so obvious they have a very different kind of – well, not a different, but they have, like, certain plays they like him for. And he, there was one run in particular where he looked, like, as you're saying, pretty damn explosive. You saw shades of what you saw this summer. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Taylor Taylor was in there primarily because they can trust him in pass pro. And that was no more apparent than the play where – Jordan Love busted off that huge run. You know, Atlanta tried to blitz the A-gap, and Taylor just walls his guy off, you know, and that opens up the lane that Jordan steps up into and then takes off to the right. You know, Taylor, he's not flashy. He's never going to be confused with, like, a game-breaker. But, man, he is dependable as hell. He knows the system. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be in pass pro at all times. And he's a dependable runner. Never forget, he came into that playoff game, the one we were, you know, where A.J. got hurt and – he came in and had crucial carries down the stretch, you know, yeah. and also came in and pass blocked. And that's what he does. That's his game. And he contributes on special teams. So you can understand why they brought him up these first two weeks. Interestingly enough, though, if they bring him up one more time, they got to sign him to the 53. Yeah. So that makes it even more interesting because if you do, I would think if Aaron Jones can't play, they're probably going to have to. Right. So then they have to sign him to the 53. What's the corresponding move? Intrigue, intrigue I, everywhere, I, man. I hear intrigue that, everywhere. and I, I, you know, and and I do agree with you that they kept Emmanuel Wilson on the fifty-three and put Patrick Taylor in the practice squad because they were worried about poaching from other teams. But also, right. what that move does is it shows you that they believe Emmanuel Wilson has higher upside than Patrick Taylor. I do think that does show. I do think oh, they yeah. played their hand no doubt. in that. Yeah, I do not doubt for. I do not disagree in any way, shape, or form. Um. You know, speaking of the offense, juggling this offensive line feels like it's going to be a bit of a full-time job for uh, Stenovich and, and Butkus and company because, man, like we said at the top, sounds like Bakhtiari won't play again. We know Jenkins is out for a few weeks. Now, what's interesting is they have not yet put Elton Jenkins on IR, which means, hopefully, that he might be back in three weeks. I know it's been mm. termed a multiple-week injury. Uh, he talked to reporters in the locker room on Monday, said he'd be out for a couple, a couple I think he, the word was a few weeks. So we'll see. If he doesn't go on IR, that's promising, obviously. Uh, but that doesn't, I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday. It could happen Thursday or Friday. Who knows? Um, but they're going to be juggling along the front. And it's going to be fascinating to see if, because, you know, Sean Ryan hasn't been active yet. Um, maybe he gets a call up. As depth, I think they'll probably start Newman at left guard, which I know no one wants to hear. Uh, but that's probably going to be out of the gate what they do. And don't forget, Mike Jordan, who they signed to their practice squad, I believe last week, he has starting experience in the league at least. It's not like he's a world beater. There's a reason he was out on the street. But, you know, he's got starting experience. He's started several games, like 10, 13 games in, in his career in the league. So, Perhaps they bring him up at some point, maybe for this game. Uh, but there's going to be juggling going on. That You can count on that. I think 
like we said, Rasheed Walker will most likely get the start. I've already seen a lot of people in the chat asking, oh, move Zach Tom, the left tackle. I don't think they go that route. I think Zach is absolutely fucking killing it at right tackle. You want to leave as many guys, I suspect, they want to leave as many guys in place as possible. You know, like keep guys in a groove, everything that they've been working on for the past month, two months plus, let that work continue. And then, you know, obviously you're going to have to scheme around a little bit of the deficiencies on the left side, but um, who knows? We could come out on Sunday, they have Zach Tom at left tackle. And then they could have, you know, a completely different line. We'll see. Anything's possible. They'll be juggling. Anything is possible. Corey, do you think it's Musgrave time? We've talked a lot about these wide receivers. They've been active. They've been all over the place. He got a little run in that first week. Yep. Got a nice couple passes in, in Atlanta, but it feels like it's Musgrave time. It, it feels, feels like, like he's coming on for sure. Moves. Yeah, it feels like he's coming on for sure as long as he can keep his feet in front of him and not fall over. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was unfortunate, the stumble. I think our tight ends, like, you know, the tight ends were at uh, a very special place in my heart in Green Bay on Tuesday. Uh, for those of you that follow this place, you can find out. But they had dinner to uh, lunch, dinner together, and I believe some of them drank Carry the G, but I don't have confirmation on that, there by the way. There we go. There uh, we but go. But there's this awesome picture of the all the tight ends uh, for the Green Bay Packers that all had, had a, a nice meal together. And they do look like a powerful force. I will, I will. The Packers tight ends that we have right now, it's it's a pretty power powerful uh, group. But uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm down with Musgrave. It does feel like, um, you know, they're gonna as he as he kind of comes up, they're gonna game plan for, for him. He feels like a game plan, like how they're gonna game plan for Dobbs and they're gonna game plan for Christian Watson. It feels like Musgrave's in that trio now of like who they're gonna game plan for for sure. Aaron Jones, hopefully. Let's hope so. I'll get him some touches, baby. Let's get him some touches. That's what I want to see. Like, let's scheme some stuff up, like you're saying. Uh, and then finally, on the, on the offensive side, can we talk just a second about Jordan Love? Oh, my goodness. I mean, look, I talked about it with Billy on Carry the G Radio on Tuesday. I'm going to talk about it again here. For all the talk about Jordan this offseason, all the consternation, all the doubts, all the What's going to happen? What's it going to look like? Got to be patient, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that last part's still true. Got to be patient. It's very early. The kid is balling. He is balling. I love that Wes Hotquitz put this out there. He is the fourth quarterback in the last 10 years to have three-plus pass touchdowns and zero interceptions in each of the first two games of the season. Fourth quarterback to do it in the last 10 years. You know who the other three are, Corey Banky? crazy. It's crazy. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Man, they suck. That's the company. That's the list. <laughs> That's a terrible group. And look, no one's saying Jordan's arrived, not saying he's ready to be a Hall of Famer. But God, did anyone think it would be this good this quick? I didn't. Brian. I thought he'd be good. I thought he'd move the ball. I thought they'd, you know, fits and starts. And that's kind of what's happened but i sure as hell didn't expect them to be nearly as efficient as they as they've been on offense already i've obviously room for improvement no doubt about it but god damn this kid is just throwing touchdowns that's all he does now of course one of them is atlanta is the the push pass to read i get it but you also had one kind of stolen from him on that gorgeous throw to wicks on the corner out where yep. the db definitely gets away with one but regardless the man is producing. 
The man is producing. I mean, you what, what's what's crazy to me is, and it kind of tracks with like corporate corporate everything, right? It's like everybody goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, Warren Buffett, he's a genius. He has and and what does Warren Buffett do? He has a long term strategy. He thinks about value." And he, th- he, and he thinks long-term, right? He doesn't think quarter to quarter right. or year to year, okay? And at this point, any idiot and the analyst who doesn't look at this, like how can you own an NFL team and not price right. in three years for your rookie quarterback, right? Or two years for your rookie quarterback? Because the Green at Bay Packers right. the Green Bay Packers have very laid young. a formula now. But yeah. you can't overlook yeah. this anymore. You can't overvalue this, okay? Aaron right, Rodgers right. to Jordan. I mean, now I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, but clearly him not playing for a, a minute for during the transition between his college to pro on the same team with the same people growing up with people, Christian Watson, right? Dobbs. Can mm-hmm. you imagine a rookie quarterback coming in and having the relationships he has with the rest of his offense in his first year? No. Right. So you might be a good quarterback, but look at Peyton Manning. Look at all these other quarterbacks in their first year when they're forced to play in the middle of the season. It's like it's 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 incredible to me that 31 other teams have never tried this approach. It's incredible. It's incredible and that the and are that the now on the second time. <laughs> it's like, it. hey, it's a it. good formula. It works, and maybe we don't make a Hall of Famer, but guess what? We're not missing a step. The Packers right now have the same freaking problems we've always had and one of those problems is not quarterback which is insane to me oh i will i will counter that sir look here's here's what's fucking amazing to me last year the packers ranked 23rd in touchdown touchdown efficiency in the red zone like scoring tds when you get in the red zone last year they were ranked 23rd you know where they are this year Corey banky through two games First two games of the year. You know where they're at? Where's that? They're number one. They're number one in the NFL. They have converted in the red zone. They have made red zone trips into touchdowns 83% of the time. They're five of six. Well, I know everybody's going to give me a hard time, but I blame one person for that 23 ranking. I can't imagine who that might be. Mm, I wonder, Mr. Second Guess, make it too fucking complicated for everybody and not tell anybody what the goddamn hand signals are in the red zone, Mr. (laughs) Whatever his name was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just teed that up for you. I love it. Jesus. You you want somebody to blame for that 23? That's where you go, okay? Hmm, maybe just run the <sighs> offense. Maybe just run the offense instead of overthinking every fucking goddamn play. Okay, I told myself I was not going to curse, but I did it. <laughs> oh, You're working on that Friday kids appearance. I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel it. I, I feel it. It's good. Get it all out now. That's probably the best route to take. Um. Well, hey, that was fun talking about the offense and the efficiency and the scoring and all the good stuff. Now let's talk about the defense. Same as it ever was. Same Uh, as it ever was, baby. Remember Kenny Clark talking about how they had a new plan? Man, I love Kenny. You know he's been on Cheesehead TV several times. We love Kenny. So this is not a shot at Kenny. But it was funny watching all the kind of reaction to that quote in training camp. They got a new plan. And then we go to Chicago, and it's like, oh, the new plan. It's working. Then you get to Atlanta. And, oh, look, here's a team that knows how to run the ball. 
and knows how to do it very well and has two really talented backs and knows how to take advantage of your everything you're trying to do up front on defense. And same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Man, I mean, there were yeah. moments in that game where you just saw this soft-ass, too-high shell, corners playing 10 yards off against a team that wants to run the ball. Against Ritter at quarterback. That's that's my biggest issue is that there my biggest what problem is doing? when you go against a quarterback that's that has all three phases, right? Clearly Ritter could not throw the ball. Okay. So what my problem is that this defense my problem and and take Joe Barry out of this, everybody's gonna blame Joe Barry, but right. my biggest problem is that the defensive line cannot pit Pass rushing is not our problem. We are even better pass rushers than we were last year, in my opinion. So far, what we've seen on tape. But we have this inability to pivot to a contained pass rush. And I don't understand. Rashawn Gary is as guilty as anybody else on our team of this. If you look Mm -hmm. at the, the game, we... We literally, he's a contained quarterback, so we have to pivot to a contained pass rush. And the only times this guy beat us is when we didn't follow our own contain rules. Yes, we played off. Yes, Devondre Campbell was six yards off and they only needed two. I get all that, and I totally agree with all that. But if this, if we could just pivot between a true pass rush and a contained pass rush better, I feel like we would just be a better defense overall, honestly. I'm glad you brought up the Devondre Campbell thing. Can we talk about that for a second? That was ridiculous. <laughs> so the internet lost its mind. I should have clipped the, the still, but the internet lost its mind over Devondre Campbell playing man coverage out wide against Robinson on that critical uh, third down. And it's like, I, could, I couldn't believe some of the questions that Matt had to answer about that play. It's like, do people not understand the mechanics of it? It's like, okay, you're both in a huddle. Both teams are huddled up. Here they are. Here's their visual representation of the huddle. These two hands, right? One hand gets the call. The other hand gets their call. Now there's a play clock going down. Tick, 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 tick. What are we going to do? We're going to run this. Or what are we going to do? We're going to run this. And then with about 15 seconds left. One huddle breaks. And then the other huddle goes, oh, we got to break now too because we got to make sure we're manned up because it's a man call. Well, you're in the huddle. You don't know where they're going. You just know it's a man call. So then everyone breaks, and Devondre Campbell, who in this man call, this particular call, has Robinson. That's it. You have the back. That's your. That's the call. Well, 90% of the time you think, okay, he's going to line up at the backfield, and I've got him if he comes out of the backfield, fine. But lo and behold, the Falcons, probably from scouting, probably from tendencies, know, okay, we're going to spread out. We're going we're gonna to go empty. We're going to put the running back at one, which is traditionally where a wide receiver lines up. But because it's a man call, as you're breaking the huddle, the linebacker now has to run out and guard him as though he's a corner. At this point, there's like 12, 10 seconds left on the play clock. So I hear everyone screaming, change the call, change the call. Yeah, that's no. really easy to do. And I think no, Madden's can't. kind of killed people with this because it's like, yeah, 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 you can change the call, but then you got to get guys in position for the call that you've changed to. So now you're going to zone it. Just zone it, right? Okay, yeah, because Devondre Campbell has a ton of experience playing corner in cover two. Like, if you just want to zone it. Like, 
The Falcons just got a very advantageous matchup, probably through study and probably through tendency breaking. That's just a win for them. It's not that there's a million reasons to be upset with Joe Barry. That play is not one of them. That's my rant about that. I I hear that. I I think that play is indicative of a couple things, in my opinion. One, Robinson's fucking torching you all day, by the way. Like, if there's one guy to worry about on the Atlanta Falcons that has been torching you, that's the fucking guy, Joe Barry. (laughs) Ritter's not the guy, and I don't even remember any of their wide receivers, so those weren't the guys. Well, London okay. had a pretty good day against Jair, which we will talk about in a second. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, but I get that. Jair had a bad day. Okay, I get it. But Robinson's beating your ass, and also they only need fucking two yards. So figure it out or call a timeout. This is my thing. My thing My thing with the Green Bay Packers right now is there is a decided lack of coaching leadership. And I think this is why Matt was so pissed off at his press conference. I know he said execution, mm-hmm. execution, whatever the fuck. I think he's mad at his head himself and his, and his coaching staff for their game day execution. I feel like, you know, I know PFF must have some bullshit stats on, on coaching game time decisions, <laughs> but they, somebody mm. needs to take a look at it. I don't know. I met their assistant offensive quality control coach who seemed like a really nice guy, but they got to – they the self-scout on the coaches has got to get into full gear because this nonsense with the freaking field goal early in the game, that's a coaching mistake. That's a coaching mistake. That's a game-time coaching mistake. Not having Devondre Campbell in the right place when you only need two yards or everything we bitch about Joe Barry on the fact of – they're playing six yards off and they need four yards. Like, come on. Those are coaching mistakes. Somebody is calling the, either the wrong play or they're not getting guys in a position to make plays. And I know it comes down to execution, and I know our offense didn't execute in the fourth quarter, and I do blame the offense for their lack of execution. And la- lack of at least just getting first downs, right, and running down the clock. Yeah, but- complimentary football. Complimentary football. It's so maddening that you go through last season – where complimentary football went missing in Green Bay for like months on end. And when they finally found it, they started winning games. It's like, oh my gosh, amazing. And then you get to week fucking two of a new season and you lose a game because you completely fall apart and play uncomplimentary football in the fourth quarter. Like, did it, the fourth quarter of that game was just hard to stomach, man. It's just hard to stomach. And here's the thing you're talking about putting guys in position. Look, Quay Walker needs to catch that interception. Yep. Jair Alexander, Jair a needs million to percent, needs to house that, right? Yep. I get players got to make plays, and there are plenty of examples in that game. But to your point, Corey, man, Robinson and the running game in general is absolutely killing you again and again and again, and you are doing absolutely nothing about it. The closest Joe did to doing anything about it was adding an extra defensive lineman. Yep, that's about it. Well, and the other problem is your defensive that's line. Like, guys, guys, Ritter is not going to beat you with his arm, but he may beat you with his foot, and he did that. The yep. only time he beat yep. us, like, consistently was with his feet because we can't set the edge because we're trying to freaking sack him instead of just contain him. Like, contain him and let Jair and Quay and Devondre run it back for a freaking interception. Like, that's your job <laughs> right. today. They need – now, no, so we've mentioned Jair a couple times. They need better from Jair. Look, they need better. Dyer is a premium player in the NFL. They have paid him 
like a premium player in the NFL because he is one. He is one of the best corners. You heard him last year after he shut down Justin Jefferson in that Vikings game. That Jair, that's the standard. That wasn't on display in Atlanta. They need that Jair week in and week out. I do think, and this is not like it's not Barry's fault, right? Like Jair has to play. He has to play at a high level. That's on Jair. But I do think when you're consistently calling soft-ass zone again and again and again and again, yeah, your premium high-priced corner who really excels at bump-and-run coverage and really wants to take that lead receiver, blah, 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 yeah, you blunt his edge a little bit. Now, again, it's on Jair to keep himself up in, in the fray and blah, blah, blah. But, man, help him. Help your guys. You play to their strengths. Yeah. That's all I'm ever asking. That's all I'm yeah, ever asking. Yeah, well, that, that to me, I mean, that, and I know we're going to get to our Dion quote of the week, but that, that to me yes, is that to me is where coaches like Deion Sanders understand, right? Because they do things unorthodox because they have players who are unorthodox and they play to their strengths. And that's where I think the rigidity in your game planning you, you know, it's kind of oh, like we say, we got to get Aaron Jones so the ball because he's a playmaker, yes. right? So guess what? You you have to that, – that's a priority, right? So the, the priority of you having to – like, how do we make Jair a playmaker? Well, maybe we allow him to, you know, be man on people and play them press and maybe give up the risk just on Jair, right? Or or not give him help mm-hmm. sometimes to give him like, hey, he was able to get that play. He was able to make this amazing play because we trusted him to make the play. So yeah, maybe we get, okay, and you give up a touchdown or you give up a big play. Okay, then you don't do that anymore. But if you don't, you know, it's one of these things where I never say like, you should never take someone and just throw them into the swimming pool, right? But if a guy's on the fucking diving board, push him. It's fine. Push him. Let him see what's going to happen. See what you got. Yeah, Joe Barry, yeah. The conservatism on the defense and and also like the rigidity of the rigidity. Of our, no, yeah. no, you had it. The the rigidity of the structure and his adherence to it. That's the frustration. You nailed it there. That's a billion percent it. You know, and Look, you can talk about the end of last year and the way they were able to generate turnovers and they played a lot of cover two and a lot of cover six. I understand it. But you also saw how Jair rose to that challenge against the Vikings. And he's done it before. He's done it against the Bengals. He's done it where, you know, typically there are superstar wide receivers that you want your best guy on. And when you allow him to do that, he rises to that challenge. And to your point, yeah, sometimes he's going to get beat. Every corner does. Like, no question about it. But... Man, I'd much rather go down swinging with my best players doing what they're good at than ask him to play soft-ass zone, come up and tackle. Everybody rally to the ball. Well, it's easy to say that on a Wednesday when you're at practice. It's a whole other world when it's 50, 60, 70 fucking plays into the Falcons' offensive sets, and they're just gashing you with the run over and over and over again, and you're doing absolutely nothing to stop it. You know, if I'm on the defense, I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, I, I, yeah, it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. But I want to end on a good note talking about the defense because we mentioned Quay. He 100% should have brought that interception in. There's no doubt. And there's a play early in the game where he absolutely should have at least knocked it down, if not maybe had another interception. But I will say, through the first two weeks, 
Quay Walker's had a really good start to the year. Yes. Like, he, he has played well. On Sunday. He was everywhere on Sunday. He has played well. I'm really excited about his potential here in 2023. And I get it's hard to talk about that coming off that game and the defense looking so lackluster and giving up the way that the amounts of yardage they did on the ground. I understand all that. It's kind of feels incongruous, right? But he played really well. Corey, you talked about it on a watch party. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. And he looks like he's not thinking. He's just yeah. reacting, flying to the ball, being physical when he gets there. Like I, I think, I mean, it's exciting. I'm excited for Quay Walker this season. I've been excited like, for him for, all... for a very yeah. Last year, I felt like his biggest, his only thing is he's got this intense passion that has gotten him in trouble in a hardcore way two times, right? And I think that he probably yeah. spent the entire off season trying to learn about that. But you know. For every a lot of times somebody's major weakness, right? This intense passion or whatever it is, you know, for it makes him react violently against, you know, uh, the the coach who's trying to help somebody, you know, just just mm-hmm. his that. It can also be this huge. I mean, the guy's got a motor like not many people we've seen in the NFL oh, on our team in a, it's in a long so time. Impressive. The fact yes, that he yes. is everywhere where he needs to be and in the right place at the right time. You got to imagine that's going to come. That's going to come. Uh, uh, it's gonna. Good luck is gonna be there at some point, and he's he's gonna get some. I mean, look la- against the Bears that run back. I mean, I said it last week Come where on. I'm like, he literally the guy like full. This guy, I don't even know some Bear. I'm sure he got fired after that, but he, it, like he got <laughs> pancaked by Quay Walker. Quay Walker's like, what? Oh yeah, and turns around and runs in for a touchdown. I mean, it's just like the guys. The guy's upside is is really high, you got to imagine. And two, I, I, I do want to give a shout-out. Someone last week, I think, on this program, maybe it was on Daily, but I think it was on Transplants, asked the question, is Quay Walker the most talented off-ball linebacker the Packers have had in the last, like, 10, 20 years or whatever? Man, he's trending that way. Definitely. Man, I don't know what the answer is, but he's certainly trending that way. Like, zero doubt. Um, let's get to a quick preview of this game on Sunday, Corey. Home opener. How excited are you? I saw you got the uh, the bloodies ready. You, you, you're oh making your goodness. bloodies. I made uh, I made eight batches of Bloody Marys. And then what's funny is eight s- batches. Yeah, it's like and that's quarts. So I have like eight quarts of mix. But I'll probably go through it all Sunday. But um, here's what's crazy <laughs> is. My family is such a bunch of slackers, okay? There was no one on the tailgate list last week this time. There are right. now 18 people on the list. I was okay? just going to ask talk how many about got... procrastinating. <laughs> you know, it's like, "Oh, and then uh yeah, I just found out Maggie Loney's going to be here. She texts me oh, today yes, and then Dusty's I, I will coming. Send you a name. Dusty's coming and we have another uh, friend of Cheesehead TV is going to be in town that I have to send you a name. Great. It's anyway, awesome. Dusty's coming. I'm so, going to hang out with Dusty. Yeah. We're going to talk about X's and O's and funds and, and Packers and, playbook. And, hey, if you guys Packers haven't checked playbook. out Packers playbook, you got to do it. I mean, Dusty gets to break down Packers film with John Kuhn, who literally got nominated for the 2024 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame yesterday on our channel. That happens every week. That's Wait, what? Yeah, John Kuhn up for the Pro R- Football Hall of Fame. Official yesterday. Yes, really? Sir. Yep, 1,000%. They literally broke the news to him on while he was live on the radio. It's amazing. Billy, 
Go if you go back through my timeline last night, I put it on Twitter. It's so great. It's such a great moment. It's really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's amazing. And he's on Cheesehead TV every week. That's nuts. That's what's more nuts. All right. This Saints game. Uh three quick points. Saints safety, Marcus May will miss the game due to a suspension a suspension. Uh he has been their leading tackler. He's been all over the place. He did get kind of he did go a little viral because uh Carolina's quarterback basically put him on skates uh, on national television the other night. Uh, but that's a pretty big blow for the Saints, and that's a good I thing like for it. the Packers. No doubt, no doubt about it. The next one is, hey, our old buddy Taysom Hill is coming to town, and he could be a problem if Joe Barry wants to play his light boxes. I mean, they ran against the Carolina Panthers. I think Andy Herman pointed it out. But you can expect Taysom Hill through the A-gap probably 20 times if Joe Barry is going to be – fooling around yeah and i know last time we went down there in 2020 he fumbled and everybody was like ha ha and i get it but he could be a problem he could be a problem i don't see but here i'm gonna leave you on a i'm gonna leave you on a good I, note i, I don't I'm see Taysom hill note. being the reason we lose that game and i'm sure that's gonna no I'm not sure a losing. i'm not saying this is the reason they lose but it could could be a problem um hey here's a good thing packers are favorites heading into this game oh they are i thought They're we were six point two. deficit no, no, they're favored at two. So oh, I was like, uh, Andy Herman early on, I think, put that we were six point. They, they had a six point edge, and then that meant three points. And I'm like, on what earth are you living with that? No, okay, that makes no sense. Chance. That makes sense. No, that chance. makes sense. No, well, chance. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we should be though. Like, yes, who, what? Yes, hundred percent. Who yes. do the Saints have to be afraid of? The safety that's out. <laughs> their their defense. Their defense is really good. And has played very well. They have not. They have kept opponents under twenty points the last ten games, going back to last year. So yeah, they're legit. They're I, uh, legit. you know who's gonna, you know who's gonna get a. T- if he plays, he's getting a touchdown. You know who that is? Who's that? Christian Watson, baby. <laughs> it's gonna be good. They're not even gonna know what's going I on. Love you. It's gonna be Romeo and Christian down the sideline, fly route, vertical, full vertical. Musgrave's gonna be like, I got this too guys and he's going to be like way behind and then Christian Watson's going to blow by because they're going to the safety's going to try to help Dobbs's guy and so Christian Watson's right. going to be wide open it's going to be a replay of Christian Watson's first pass in the NFL where he dropped it he's going to catch it Lambo leap and then we're going to go seven and oh uh and then it's just going to be lead from there and then the fourth quarter we're actually going to like get some first downs and they're never going to get the ball back and then we're going to win boop 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 I love it. You know, the one downer about this game, the one downer is that Jamal Williams is going to miss it. Jamal's return to Green Bay. He got hurt the other night playing Carolina on Monday night. I hate that. I really love Jamal Williams, and I really was looking forward to watching him. But, hey, he killed the Packers week 17 last year or week 18, whatever it is. Uh, So I'll be fine if he doesn't want to stick a dagger in our hearts again or doesn't get to anyway. Hey, by the way, it's time for my favorite segment. My favorite segment, uh, brand new as of last week. It's the Deion Sanders quote of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mind getting death threats. I get them every week. But a kid, it's not good. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. Now, of course, he's talking about the safety or the the defensive back uh, from Colorado State who absolutely put a cheap shot on uh on the Colorado player on Hunter and Dion I just love that he throws it out there 
Dion gets death threats every week. You know he does, man. Though. I know. But that's the thing. I don't doubt it. Did Once you watch that, it, that I was sixty like, minutes yeah, special? Probably. Like yes. he was oh, talking, wow. dude. Yeah. It was so good, and yeah. he was talking about one of his financial advisors. I can't remember her name right now. I wish I could. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for not doing that. But he was talking about her and how 15 years ago, or you know, if he had her when he was coming up, it would have been helpful because she talked. Right. She had he had her talk to the players about how you know there's sharks out there, men and women. They're out to you know they're they're not out to get you, but they're mm-hmm. you know they're going to try to take advantage of you. And like those kind of lessons that I just don't think other kids get all the time from their coaches. Right. And it just I I love it. I love the way he's changing the culture of college football. And I and I feel like it'll never be the same from now on. And and mostly for the good, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people are like his his outward, his outgoingness and 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 how upfront he is. People aren't used to that and, and that style and feel like, oh, that swagger. He's just full of shit or whatever. But I don't know. It it just feels like it comes from the right place so much of the time. And when you finally find out about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's why you're doing it. Like, I remember he was asked about, like, why do you have a f- camera crew following you around everywhere all the time, right? And, it, and like, honestly, the answer was really, like, so he can control his messaging because he's had his message controlled by other people. Well, guess what? I know many, many athletes feel that way. So here's a guy who is taken his life and said, all right, well, fuck it. You're going to make content out of this anyway. I might as well have the content to put my message out there and have what I want to say out there. This is who I am. This is what, what I want to say. And, and I don't know. It's, it's pretty awesome. I love it. It's making me I, love see, college football, my, and I can't why... stand college football. I was going to say, this is more than you've, you've given a shit about college football in like the th- nearly 25 years I've known you. Like, and that's no joke. Like, 100%. It's I just, love it. And it's that's just why so refreshing. Because you get you know? going on Dion. I love it. But he also cares it. about like their education and stuff. Like, it's not bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, and like, kind of the reason why he's not going to go in the NFL, which I still think he's going to be an NFL coach because I think he can't help himself. You know what I mean? He has to, right. he has right. to be the top, right? It's like he didn't have to go into baseball, you know, all this. But it's like, I don't know. The more I read this athletic article about him uh, recently that was talking about former teammates, that all the things the former teammates had to say about him as a baseball player. That was great. And like these people don't, they're not, they don't have to say anything. These guys have their own lives and they don't have to like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like if they really didn't like him or they thought he wasn't a good person underneath, they wouldn't, you know, what do they have to gain by that? So I I just think it's fascinating. I just think it's all kind of fascinating, you know, because then there's other people that they get the things happen to them and nobody wants to talk talk about them right the fact that everybody wants to talk about you means that you had an impact and you you made a connection with someone in their life that was meaningful for them and that's incredible like that's you can't take that away it's cool i i got nothing to add all right nicole trevor let's hit it It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. And, you know, coming off a loss, there were a few things I thought, maybe I'll feature this, or maybe I'll feature that, but, yeah, nothing really rose to the occasion. So, sometimes we do this here at Cheesehead TV. We're featuring ourselves. Because you know what's the coolest fucking thing in the Packers Blogosphere this week? Corey Banke, Tyler Herrick, at the Tap Yard in Brookfield on Friday love- <laughs> night from 6 to 8. 
You like that graphic? I love how Tyler like put the creepiest photo of him he could. He's like, he's he like, didn't. I did. I literally oh, put this together that? like three I minutes before. I was like, wow, like, we have a poster. Up. This is great. I like it. I like that. Not bad, right? Look at that. Look at that tap yard in the background. And then we got yeah. both logos. We got you and Tyler. Like, and uh, Cass, shout out Cass because she's cut out of the picture. She's standing right next to you, but you can't see her. Face. <laughs> so That's there you funny. go. Look at that. All the information you need. Friday at the Tap Yard in Brookfield from 6 to 8 p.m. Corey Banky, Tyler Herrick, all of you drinking some Carry the G. Be there, people. See? Should be fun. Should be good. Should be Milwaukee, can't wait for you Carry guys to Carry the G out. in general. Come on now. Carry the G, people. I, we love it when you guys tag us. We love it when you show us any kind of love on social. We really appreciate it. Keep it up. Thank you for all of your support. It's awesome. Uh, you ready to get to their old socials there, Corey? Yeah, let's do it. We got Jocelyn. Jocelyn early on. I understand growing pains, but that fourth quarter was painful to watch. Week one was playing out in a similar fashion until Bears went full suck. Thanks for the super chat, Jocelyn. Uh, Glad you true. could uh, vent your feelings on this here show. Ryan Willie, thanks for the super chat. Any more new locations for Carry the G Beer? I put my request in on that we website. Ryan, thank you for putting your request in. Uh, yes, we added many, many, many locations. We went from three locations in Green Bay. We added another eight in Green Bay. We have uh, two now in Marinette. We just added. We just added a. Um, we just added a uh, Crivets for our friend Luke Laga, and uh, we added <laughs> uh, we added a bunch of Madison locations. We're looking for a whole North, bunch Northwest. of Madison. Bunch of Madison. Milwaukee alone almost has like a hundred locations, by the way, and we're oh, still not insane. done. Milwaukee Mars is carpet bombed, no doubt. So we almost have two hundred confirmed locations, and we have a little bit of a lag. So what happens is we don't get the list till three days after it hits the stores. So hopefully on Friday, while I'm at the tap yard, Aaron is going to be furiously adding new where i'm actually trying to add a map or a spreadsheet for aaron to make his life easier for because him and i have to add all the locations so we'll look for at least 100 to 200 more locations in the state of wisconsin i think our hope overall is to have anywhere from 400 to 500 locations i literally pulled that out of my ass but given how <laughs> given what we're currently doing that's where i i'm anticipating that we will be uh, it feels so, like yes it, no doubt Many, 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 many more locations coming to a uh, establishment that serves drinks near you. Then we got uh, Jason Sayer. Jason, how do you guys think Nixon played? It didn't seem very good while I was watching. I would love to see Valentine get in there. Thank you for the super chat. That's an interesting question. Um, we talked a little bit about this in week one because he is up and down in the slot and Andy and I talked about this on let's talk football a couple weeks ago. Like it was one of the more under kind of reported and or talked about things of the summer is how up and down he was in the slot. Right. The thing with Valentine is he played predominantly outside this summer, uh, preseason, et cetera, but they did run him at the nickel spot at, at that, at that third line, uh, the third corner spot towards the end of the summer. You got a few snaps at it. Uh, in the preseason there towards the end. That might be something they look at, but you got to remember, here's the thing. It, what they like about Nixon is his physicality, right? He's a willing tackler. He's going to get in there. He's going to stick his nose in, especially against the run, although you can make the jokes all you want about this week because no one really stuck their nose in there against the run. 
but he that's what they like about him right like yes he does get taken advantage of in coverage at times but he's a very willing tackler and he's a very physical dude and he breaks down pretty well in space which you have to be able to do at that nickel spot again they did train valentine up on in that spot a little bit towards the end of the summer so maybe that's a move they make down the line if they make the determination that you know they don't they, they just think nixon's not getting it done but i do think nixon will be given every opportunity to continue there and i do suspect the more he plays the better it'll get you got to remember he's been very in and out of the lineup last year right like this year they've really solidified him as the nickel corner I think they give him at least two, probably two or three more weeks to kind of yeah, settle those uh, mistakes down a little bit, learn from whatever he, he sees week to week. But after, you know, you get to the maybe the bye week and they don't think it's working, maybe they elevate Valentine there. That's a possibility. And then there's Stokes to put in the conversation as well, coming off PUP, hopefully. He Soder, likability level of his team makes dealing with the Atlanta meltdown so much easier to deal with. Move on, get better, don't do it again this week. That's pretty positive coming from. You know, That's I meant a to really tell. Really good point. I meant to. I have a picture in our new oh Airbnb. Shout out Packer Bungalow, and uh, it is a picture of Randy Wright, and it is signed. And I need to like get to uh out you do yeah, not I have it I oh have it my next god to the fridge so i think he soda needs to stay there when he comes to green bay next time i'm in green bay i have to be i have to get a photo of myself well and it's photo. funny because there's a randy right next to the fridge but then as you walk out there's uh there's a don mikowski and then i also have a gene bratkowski signed that's uh pretty nice too that is amazing a lot of 80s quarterbacks i got i dude Come the whole now. kitchen in packer bungalow is devoted to basically shitty ass players from the 80s awesome. <laughs> i love it stop stop I wait 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 before it. you go on tell tell the people because you and i know what it is and maybe a few people on social know what it is but tell people what packer bungalow is a lot of people probably don't know yeah, so uh, Packer Bungalow, if you check it out, it's on Airbnb. Uh, it is a Airbnb that we have that's uh, close to our house that we're renting out for fans. Tom Grassi has stayed there, so we've had celebrities there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's available. It's about two blocks from the stadium, so we're one block. It's two blocks. Um, it's really cool. You Check can it legit out. see the stadium from the driveway. You, it's awesome. Yeah, you can from the driveway. Aaron and I uh, did a fake tailgate there where we where we had everybody come over and do a tailgate like we were having fun. It was it was kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, you can see Lambeau Field. See, it's pretty cool. Everybody that comes in the driveway, they're like, oh, my goodness, you can see the stadium. It's really cool. And, actually, <laughs> you can sleep. You know, one of the bedrooms, and I can't even do this in my house, one of the bedrooms you can sleep in and you can look at Lambo, and it's really nice from your bed. So uh, really cool. We got a shuffleboard in there, and a uh, great place to tailgate. If you check it out on Airbnb, huge backyard, called... huge, yeah, huge backyard. backyard. I'm it's telling called... you, if you're like coming to a game this year, look up Packer Bungalow. If if you're coming with, like a bunch of people from a bunch of different places yep. all around the country, huge groups, this is the place for you. There's a monster backyard where you can play football. You can what hang out, tailgate, have a barbecue, whatever. And then, yeah, you can legit walk, walk to, the, to game. the game and like. And it's available this weekend. It's not available for Thursday game, but we still have openings this weekend. So Airbnb, check. Just type in Packer Bungalow, Do it, and uh, you'll see it. Ryan Willie, thanks for super chat. Do you think they'll honor Peppers next year after he gets in the Hall of Fame? Good question. Three years. I mean, they'll probably do something. 
I mean, he's not going to go up in the ring of honor if that's what you're talking about. But they'll do something. I would think they would do something to honor him, definitely. I mean, he made a pretty significant impact in a short time in Green Bay. Uh, they'll acknowledge it somehow. I don't, I don't doubt about it. I don't doubt that. Mike, going to be at Stadium View Sunday. They have carried the G there, Corey. They do not currently, but we are working on getting it there. We're trying to get it to the distillery in 1919 right now, but yes, uh, it is not currently at Stadium View, but we, we're trying to get cans there for sure. Um, it's just not on the list right now, Nagler, right? It's just not on the list that no. we've got. So no. probably a little no, lag. Hopefully yet. we can get it there. It would be nice to have it there. Um, Mimsy, thanks for Near this weekend. Can Simone Biles coach AJ on keeping balance? Oh, dear. Mimsy. It's not a bad idea, actually. I'm down with it. Coach Biles, let's go. Justin, thanks, Super Chat. Hope AJ has a monster game on Sunday. You and me both. He really needs it. He needs it. He needs it for for everything. My God, yes. Let's go. Yes. Uh, Andrew Ware, Jim Jim Bates needs to be fired. (laughs) What a callback. What What a callback. Jim Bates was the defensive coordinator that got fired by Mike McCarthy. Jim Bates, old school. I totally forgot about that. Well, I I blocked that out. Andrew Hull got got my carry the G in Sun Prairie in Woodman's today. Ooh, Sun Prairie. Shout out. There you go, Sun Prairie. What's up? Yeah, Madison. It's funny, like Madison and Milwaukee and like Green Bay. It's like Milwaukee it's has the most, Madison has the second most, and then Green Bay has the next. So we gotta the rest of the state. We gotta we gotta keep her moving. We need the Mario, valley. We need the valley in the worst way. The valley, and yeah. I'm about to announce another one. Yeah, Mario Lunar, thanks to Super Chat. Let Jordan Cook, especially in the fourth when the run game isn't working, having him throw the ball only six times doesn't sit right with me. In the fourth quarter, yeah, but like only six times. Yeah. But like, yeah. they weren't picking up first downs. Like, I don't. It's not about volume. It's about first downs. Like, yeah. yeah. About first downs, get sure. first downs you got to convert that's that's what that's what that needs to be james we need that beer up north i could not agree with you more james i have sent so many northwest james. wisconsin is our number one oh ask and, I, and i'm just i'm like do you guys actually work up there not northwest wisconsin <laughs> but our distributor i'm like what is going on right. no one like we got all these requests we have for northwest so wisconsin. many people who want this beer and northwest i haven't wisconsin. seen northwest wisconsin begging I'm the distributor. Just like, I'm so Begging confused. Them. I'm so confused. Trust Begging. me. Uh, I yeah. I, I I'm I'm very confused as well as everybody else. But uh, we'll we'll get there. We're working on it. Justin, hey Corey gets to enjoy the Badger game at the Tap House, 6 p.m. Friday night. Since he's a college football guy now, thank you for the super chat. There you go. Let's is, go. Uh, is Colorado playing Friday night? Who are, no. who are these Badgers you speak of? Saturday. Saturday. I'm a Phoenix I fan. I I'm a Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, not Badgers. Phoenix. Yes, yes sir. Phoenix. We know. Uh, Jonathan Hale, thanks for the super chat. Don't care if it's a controversial rule. I'd love to see Carr fumble it through the end zone again on Sunday. Yes, what a great That's call! Hilarious. That's great, fantastic. Last time he was a Lambo, right? Oh, uh, when he was a Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit. Was when he was a Raider, I think that was yeah, Matt's yeah, first yeah. year. Let's go. I'm all in. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for the super it's chat. It's tradition. <laughs> uh, oops, sorry. Great. Tonezilla, that's a hilarious name. Carry the G in Mount Pleasant Festival Foods tomorrow! Exclamation point. Let's is that, go. It, it is, or he, you're getting it, Tonezilla. He's getting it. I think that's why. That's God it. is a tomorrow, myth. Baby. No, carry the G in Manitowoc. What kind of evil is this? I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. The other thing is, is I got the list for freaking Northeast Wisconsin, and there was no Door County, and there was no Manitowoc. Oh. 
So oh. no Sturgeon Bay, no Manitowoc, no uh, Kiwani, no Algoma. I'm like, what? What are we what doing? What are we doing, people? People love beer there. What are, people want to carry the G in Door I'm, County? I'm going. I'm going to my distributor. I mean, uh, they got to battle the fibs if nothing else. I know. What are we doing here, people? Well, that's the way we're going to get all the Illinois people to drink the beer if we get in Door County. Yeah. Zol Dominguez, thanks for the super chat. Packers could be three and one or one and three in a few weeks, and no one knows what to expect. That is the beauty of the season—a fun roller coaster. You know what, Zol? A hundred percent. I literally was thinking about this in the shower today, which is where I do a lot of my thinking. I don't know about you guys, but I literally was like, you know, what's crazy is like we could be three and one by next Friday. I yep. was I was loving that. I was loving thinking about that. So thanks for bringing hey, by the that way, up. In, in the spirit of doing most of our uh, important business and or kind of like, you know, cheese TV work live on the air. Do we want to do transplants on Wednesday or do we want to wait till Friday? I'm, I, right now, we're scheduled for Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. That's what I thought. Just making sure. I want to do Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but I probably want to do Tuesday when I look at the actual calendar. Can carry the GB requested outside of Wisconsin? Thank you for asking. Yes. If you go to Gathering Place's website, if you type in Gathering Place Carry the G, because I can't put it in the chat right now. Uh, so Aaron's going to put it in. in the chat. There is a request form. It does say to only do Wisconsin, but we've we've blown that rule out of the water. And ignore we actually, that. what we're doing is ignore we that. will, we yeah, ignore the fact that it says that. Just put where you want to put it. Aaron and I are actually personally going through the list every day almost. And we highlight so that next year when we think about other territories that we want to go to with the beer, that we're going to add those. So we will respond to your email. It might be a year from now telling you, hey, it's now available. So <laughs> That is our plan. Um, no one is a fan of Phoenix anything. Okay. Oh, oh God. Here we go. You had to. We were having such a good time talking okay. about Carrie the G. So, and then someone had to be a jerk. Okay. The second best team in Green Bay, Wisconsin, is the University of Wisconsin Green Bay women's basketball team. Okay. And, by the way, that is the best best basketball team besides the Bucks. Okay, I'm not talking about pro teams. That's the best college basketball team in the state of Wisconsin. So don't get off your high horse about the Phoenix. The Phoenix are here. Okay, we're here. And I'm not even an alumni, and we're here. So Thank you, season ticket holder. Phoenix are, are, are forever. We, are, are, do we have any more Super Chats? No. Okay, very good. Uh, we do want to give a shout-out. To all of our Patreon members, Patreon Happy Hour last night was a ton of fun. It is absolutely every week. Cannot thank you guys enough. You are really, and I say this all the time, but I really mean it, you're the lifeblood of what we do here at Cheesehead TV. And I want to make an announcement going forward, just so you all know, if you are a Patreon member, you will get Let's Talk Football with Andy Herman early every week. You'll see this week it was embedded on the actual Patreon page. That video will be live the day before it goes up on our YouTube channel. So that's just the latest thing you get. You get a discount on our merch, get access to the happy hour. That's just the latest thing that you'll get to say thank you for being Patreon members because you guys really, really are the lifeblood, the rock-solid core of what we do here at Cheesehead TV. You guys have been there from the start. We really appreciate you. And, of course, the Carry the G Club members on YouTube. You guys kill it 
each and every week on Watch Party, Packers Daily. We cannot exist without you. So thank you so much for the support. Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks at home? Let's beat the Saints on Sunday, baby. There you go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And... Uh, <laughs> And just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.